The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. During the summers, I used to work as a lifeguard at a local water park. It was a pretty relaxed job, even boring at times. You just spend most of your day in shades kind of playing the waiting game, making sure one kid gets out of the water slide before you send the next kid down. Not too difficult, and most people I encountered followed the rules, which is why I found this one evening so unsettling. On a Friday night, I had picked up the late shift which means you come in at 3 instead of when the park opens at 10.30. And I would work the Megadron slide from 3 until we closed down the water park at 7.30. Seemed like a fairly low-key shift. Nothing too out of the ordinary. What you should know is that when we close down the water park, we have a checklist of things that we go through. This is before we actually close off the section with a gate. But one of those things to check off is to turn the hose off so that water doesn't run down the slides. They just go dry all night until the following morning when we turn them back on and we open the park. As I was coming down the stairs of the slide that I worked that evening, I got a bit of static on my walkie and my coworker John said, who the hell is in your slide? I walkied back confused and said, what? No one. I've had the water off for like 15 minutes and there hasn't been a person in my line for almost an hour. He said in a more concerned voice, Man, I'm telling you, I see a shadow in your slide. There's someone in there hiding or something. I was still pretty unnerved by that because I couldn't figure out how they'd managed to stay in that slide for almost an hour without anybody catching them, or at least the water would have swept them out. But I reluctantly climbed back up the stairs to get to the top of the tower, and I faced into the slide. I waited for a second to get my voice revved up so I could shout into it and firmly say, Hello? Is someone in this slide? I didn't get a response for a few seconds, but I believed what my coworker said. So I said more firmly, Listen, if you're in here, I'm going to get security to get up here and get you removed. When I suddenly heard something that sent chills down my spine. The soft laughing of a man, not a child but an adult man coming from inside the slide. It actually shocked me, almost like I didn't want there to be someone in there because that's creepy as hell. What was he even doing in there and how did he stay in there this whole time? I didn't even want to deal with whatever this dude was trying to pull so I just shouted, all right, I'm getting security. As I immediately started making my way down the stairs again, I got this uneasy feeling as if the guy was going to climb up the slide and chase after me. So I radioed back to John saying, Man, I'm freaking out. You were right. There's a guy in there. But that was when I heard this small splash in the water 
I knew that whoever was in that slide, they made their way down and they jumped into the pool. So I ran to the other side of the stairs to try to look at who it was. But the freakiest thing is that I didn't see anyone. I didn't even really see a ripple in the water. How was that possible? I finished getting down to the bottom of the stairs and I radioed back to John to see if he saw anyone, but he didn't seem to catch the guy either. We still kind of talk about that to this day, and it freaks us both out. I mean, it's one thing to think you're seeing a shadow and maybe be mistaken, but for me, I heard this guy. I heard him laughing from inside the slide. There's just no way around that. There was someone in there. We just don't know why or where they went. Not exactly my favorite memory from that job. I can't really say where, but I'm what you would call a face character at a pretty well-known theme park, you could say. If you don't know what that means, I basically play a character in the park, like a princess. At this time, I'd been doing it for about a year, but I'd never really had a bad experience at my job. I would take it pretty seriously, and it's usually a lot of fun. You get to stay in character, you can meet the kids, since they kind of light up when they see you in the park. But this one experience was probably the singular reason I ended up leaving this job. I mean, I don't think I'll encounter something as eerie as this at any other place I ever work. So, playing a princess in a theme park, it often means that I have a lot of actors that I interact with, aka the guys who are playing the princes. There's usually a rotation and even some high turnover, so it's not always the same people that you're playing these roles with. So sometimes you just get a new guy in the role and you just roll with the punches. You improv with whoever's playing the prince. But there's a pretty standard procedure to the whole thing, how you interact with the guests. On this one shift, I got led outside by a cast member to start to interact with the kids. Lots of hugs, lots of pictures, the normal routine. At one point, roughly maybe five to ten minutes into being out and about, I saw a man who I didn't know, but he was dressed up as my character's prince. I was a little taken aback since I'd never seen this actor before, but the costume he was wearing was basically exact, so I didn't even think twice about it. Plus, it's hard to explain, but when you're acting in these characters, you don't really think all too critically about things. You get caught up doing the voices and the mannerisms and interacting, so I just assumed he was a substitute actor, maybe playing my prince for the day. But something felt a little off with this guy. He wasn't really doing any of the normal bits that we would do with the kids. He wasn't even really all too vocal. He was just sort of standing next to me. I was a bit put off by this, but... I hadn't really encountered any cast members like that, so maybe I just had to roll with it. He also kept kind of inching closer and closer to me, like he was hovering over my shoulder which was extremely uncomfortable. But again, I was just focusing as hard as I could on filling his silence around these families because he really wasn't saying anything, when suddenly he leaned in and whispered something to me. He said so firmly, can we go backstage, I think something's wrong. I really started to panic because it's not like I can outright talk to the guy if we're both in character, but that could mean a lot of things. Maybe he was sick, or maybe there was something wrong with my dress, or maybe he saw something dangerous that was going on with one of the families. I quickly looked around for the cast member who had led me out there to see if she could come to our aid, maybe take us back. But I didn't see her anywhere, 
so I was solo for a minute. I darted my eyes over to him, and he had this very unsettling look of seriousness in his face. He wasn't at all like the guys that I had worked with before. You're literally told to keep a smile up for almost the entire time that you're around the kids. So I just kind of took the reins, and I made a graceful exit from the families, and I walked with him towards the nearest doorway that I knew could get us backstage from the park. But almost the second that we got through that door, I knew something was really wrong. He grabbed me from behind, and he started to pull at my dress, and he pressed his chest to the back of my shoulder. My whole body went into fight mode. I didn't get cold from fear, I got hot and I started to scream and kick. All I could think was, what is happening right now? But with my screams, he got even more aggressive and he grabbed me by the throat and he started to squeeze and I could feel him pulling my dress down even further. Luckily, two other coworkers nearby heard the screams and they came rushing to help me and they tackled this guy right to the ground. I was fully hysterical at this point and clutching onto my dress. It was halfway down me at this point. The next few hours were a bit of a blur from shock. I couldn't really process what had just happened to me, or how much danger I had been in. But what the police told me was that this wasn't a cast member of the park. He was a crazed man, who had been to the park at least nine separate times according to his confession, and he had watched me. He planned to dress as my counter character and abduct me from the park. You hear about these things in all these terrifying TV shows and movies, but for a split second, I was living this. This was like a nightmare out of a novel or something. This guy dressed to impersonate a coworker out of an obsession with me, or at least me dressed as the princess, and he fully intended to capture me. I'm just very grateful that I didn't freeze up and I could at least scream to get some help. I hope that that man sees years in prison for whatever he planned to do to me that day. But the moral of my story is listen to your gut. If something feels off, pay attention, because it probably is. I come from a small beach town on the east coast, so the best time to look for work, if you're in high school, is obviously the summer season. We've got a long-standing theme park that operates near the main pier of the beach, so almost everybody in my school works there from June to August every year. Now, to give you some context about this theme park, it's not the best, but it's definitely something to do during the day or the night if you're staying in town. It's for sure older, maybe even a bit run down. Gives almost like a rusted 80s vibe with how old some of the rides are there. But whatever, it's a chill spot to make some cash and to work with your friends over the summer. The park also has its own ghost story that everybody likes to tell. The story of Coaster Boy. For some dark history, back in 1992, there was a really horrific accident at the park involving a nine-year-old boy. Basically, he had gone to one of the coasters earlier and had lost his hat while he was on the ride. It fell between the tracks. Obviously, for safety reasons, we don't allow people to retrieve belongings that fell out, and that's always been the policy, according to the story. And that's what his family was told. However, this kid didn't listen. 
When his parents weren't looking, he'd gone back to the coaster and he snuck through one of the openings on the side fence to go through and look for the hat. Now, the hat happened to be near one of the curved parts of the coaster that was lower to the ground. You can probably guess where this is going, but he had timed it really terribly, and there was an accident with a head-on collision from that coaster. The kid's body was basically destroyed instantly. It was an unbelievably gruesome scene for the riders, and it was unimaginably traumatic for his family. Really, everyone who witnessed it. From what I heard, the only way the park got away with it and not getting sued was that we had copious amounts of warning signs for trespassers. Do not enter. Danger. So the park stayed open. But years and years later, that's when the ghost story started with the boulder coaster. People who work in the park, they would say that really late at night if you're operating it. Some have claimed to see the boy standing in the tracks in the dark. Some people even claim to see him climbing on the tracks looking for that hat. But everyone knows that's just a bull story, just to try to make some lore about something dark. But on this night, I don't think I could ever think of that story the same again. Basically, I was sent to the boulder coaster station until close, and you operate the coaster with two other co-workers who check each side of the coaster for safety, and then there's one person, me, who operates the ride. It was a totally normal night, and when it got to around 10.30pm, we'd already done our last ride, so it was time to close down the station. While we were turning off the coaster and shutting all of the lap bars, one of my coworkers shouted, Who the hell is that? We all shot up, and we looked towards the direction his eyes were fixated on. Right there, right there in the dark, on the tracks, all three of us saw it. A kid, just standing there, who was looking back at us. It was so unbelievably vivid, I think we all panicked and just assumed that somebody had trespassed. So we all ran to the railing, and we started shouting at him to get off the tracks now. But what freaked us all out was the silence. No response. He didn't even move. He just stood there staring back at us. I think that was when my coworker Justine started to pant and panic. She remembered that freaky ghost story about the boy in the tracks, and as she started to back up and hyperventilate, we turned to help her, and just for that split second of looking away, we looked back and the kid was gone, completely gone. How do we even explain that to people? All three of us saw it, I know we did. It wasn't some trick of the darkness or something. There was a kid out there on those tracks. I mean, maybe it was just some kid who was in the park who was trespassing, but if it was, how did he vanish so quickly? We didn't even hear him run off and we were only turned away for about a second. I don't know. Thinking about it freaks me out even more. I kind of just pretend it was something we couldn't explain. Maybe a trespasser... Maybe we were caught up in our own anxiety. Maybe we were even just tired. At least that's how we talk about it so we don't scare the hell out of ourselves. But for me, I think I know what I saw and I heard that night. I know what his face looked like and how he stared right back at us. I don't know if I believe in the paranormal or ghosts or anything like that for real, but I do know that that was the kid who died on those tracks all those years ago. 
Still, one of the creepiest moments I think I've ever experienced. <laughs>